It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. Okay, we are back. Welcome once again to the Playground Rules, a podcast for people that have way too much time on their hands and have listened to absolutely <laughs> everything else. <laughs> yeah, if you're out of things to listen to, if you're literally done, we will give you one more thing. Yeah, we'll give you one last little bit of uh, insight might be false advertising, but we'll talk about <laughs> basketball. <laughs> We're here to be roughly an hour of time for you to waste. Um. It's uh, pretty exciting. It feels... Oh, I should say, my name is Herb, and I'm joined, uh, as always, or as usual, uh, by my, yeah, my great friend. Much as always. I don't think we've done an episode without each other yet. We've talked about no, it. No, not yet. It, it, it will happen someday. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. We're busy. Um, but so far, so good. So far, we're batting 100, or 1,000. Uh, yeah. yeah. 100 out of 100, <laughs> or 1,000 is the more normal one. or a thousand out of a thousand or yeah. 37 out of 37 yeah whatever number you want we are at that number yes okay. whatever number you want just double it um <laughs> double yeah <laughs> so anyway uh did i say your name your name is yeah, Arik. yeah you did yeah you're good Arik is great he's my friend uh we like to talk about basketball um, but sometimes we talk about a little non-basketball, and I had a few things I wanted to bring up. Oh, non-basketball things? Who look? Is at that you? okay? And then yeah. there's like actually we're getting to the point in the year where no, there's, I know like, well, you, we're still in the off season, which is also why you haven't really heard from us for a while. Although there was an episode that just came out, but it was like three weeks in between. Yeah, we recorded it's the like off season. Two weeks we do ago. what yeah. we can. We do what we can. We'll, we'll be better. I got to be better about editing on time. It's we got to be better about recording. Like, you know, we need an off season too. We're busy people. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it is exciting though. Like uh, every, all the basketball podcasters are back. So Lowe's back. Uh, yeah, Lowe's back big time. Yeah, he's already put out I think two or three since yeah. his vacation. Yeah, and at least one of them, the one I listened to, was great. Yeah, and the oh, JJ Reddick one from today was and great. They were both too. great. Yeah. yeah, I haven't. I'm gonna listen to that one tomorrow morning. I'm very excited. You should be excited because it's another doozy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you remember this, but a few uh, podcasts ago, we talked about the idea of uh, uh, directors whose first movie was their best film. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Um, I just went to the 20th anniversary uh, screening of a film I'm very fond of, and I think it's actually a really good example of that. Uh, have, that? have you seen Perfect Blue? Oh, we discussed this. No, I have not seen Perfect Blue. Oh, that's right. Satoshi I Satoshi Khan film. Yeah. I have always wanted to see it, and it's been in various, whatever list I've had of movies to watch. By the way, it only made $112,000 at the U.S. box office. Yeah, I mean, I'm, but, sh- um, I'm sure it barely screened over here. Right, but I've always wanted to watch that movie. I mean, I've heard it's like, it's it's one of the few, you know, uh, uh, anime movies don't necessarily get the same level of response from, like, you know, serious film fans, and they, it should, and it doesn't. But Perfect Blue is one of the ones where they're always like, "This movie's amazing." Yeah, it's very. It's like Hitchcock meets Kubrick. Um, wow, okay. it really well, is. Uh, Darren Aronofsky bought the rights to it basically so that he could repeatedly rip it off without getting sued. <sighs> um, it's really, really. <laughs> I don't. I believe we've discussed that. I do not like his films. Right? We've talked about that. Uh, I don't think we have, but that doesn't surprise oh. me. Oh, he's not very good. That's why it shouldn't surprise you. Um, <laughs> do you like was okay. Are you like a huge fan of Darren Aronofsky? I mean, I haven't really seen that many of them. Um, I, 
actually think Requiem for a Dream might be the only film of his that I've seen. And I thought it was uh, fine. You've never seen Pi? Oh, right. I forgot that he did Pi. Uh, that one's pretty bad. I didn't really like it. So Pi is actually the only one of his I've seen. Okay. And I, so do enjoy, I don't enjoy it. You have an opinion on a man who's made like 10 films based on his first. I have an opinion on one movie. That's like saying I don't like Stanley Kubrick. Killer's Kiss stunk. Killer's Kiss did not stink. Killer's Kiss is great. But, Arik, you see my point? <laughs> no, no, I am, I'm looking at his filmography now and realizing I don't need to watch Noah to know that I won't want to watch Noah. But, but I haven't seen Mother... And I haven't seen The Wrestler or Black Swan or The oh, Fountain. Oh, I did see Rick The Wrestler. The Wrestler was good. I liked it. And actually, so I... So maybe I need to give him another chance. But I really didn't like Pi. I agree. Pi's pretty bad. But it's like a, you know, it's a first effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm recognizing this now. As we've established over the course of several episodes of this podcast, conventionally, the first film made by a director is not their best film. Yeah, no, no. I First of all, I didn't... I just didn't realize that that was all I'd seen. And I'm, re- I'm recognizing now that I, I retract my comment about not liking his work and will say instead that I don't like that film and will would like to potentially... Wa- well, I don't know. I don't really have any interest in watching any of his other films. But I should before I say again that I don't like him. I actually do really want to see Mother because it was such a divisive film. Oh, and, uh, that one I do kind of want to yeah. see. Yeah, that's true. Uh, would you like to apologize to Mr. Aronofsky? I just did. Uh, I think you retracted your statement, but I didn't hear you really say, sorry, Mr. Aronofsky. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, Darren, if you're listening, my apologies. Um, Which, I mean, he usually is listening, so I'm really quite rude. Yeah, he's a big fan. (laughs) He doesn't even like basketball. He just likes our our rapport. Um, Uh, He's not the only one. (laughs) Uh, but yeah uh, Perfect Blue is wonderful and uh, I know that it's on your list and you do plan on watching it but uh, if I I do anything uh, that I can do to uh, uh, expediate that let me know because I just really really love that film although I would say uh, the what was uh, just screened in the theaters this week, which will uh, have one more screening at the Alamo at the end of the month. And I could be talked into going to see it again because I like the film that much. Um, uh, This is like a restoration. So maybe wait until this gets like a Blu-ray release before you, uh, before you watch it. Was it it subtitled or dubbed? Uh, So they screened it two nights and the first night it was dubbed and the second night it was subtitled. Okay. I'm only interested in it being subtitled. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, I like to really give you what you expect from me. You know? You're you're so arky today. <laughs> I well, yeah, that's probably true. I I, I am uh, I'm probably you know pretty peak me at the moment. That's okay. I like you, so peak you is fine. Oh, that's so incredibly <laughs> sweet. It's not available on any streaming service. So. I I would give it a I would give it a couple of weeks, and I'm I'm sure it'll pop up again. Uh, no, you know he passed the away. Month if it's I know, Sorry. I know he passed away. Yeah, yeah. it's very mm-hmm. sad. Very sad. I would go uh, at the end of the month. We should discuss that outside the confines of the podcast. The film? Oh, yeah, oh, no, okay. No, no, yeah. Oh, okay. Go. I see. Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, we I absolutely go. should. And let's not bore people because we've wasted so much time on this podcast. No, we'll make a whole thing of it. I'll come pick you up. We'll, we'll drive <laughs> over there. Uh, um, I also want to say, uh, as I mentioned last week. By the way, when I was editing the podcast, I was getting like so mad at you uh, talking about. Star Trek. Um, <laughs> I do not apologize for that. I completely believe. I have seen every episode of every Star Trek, and I still firmly believe what I believe. 
Okay, that's fine. You know what? Let's not let's not dig that up. <laughs> you were angry. You were like, "Oh, how how can you think that the undeniably best Star Trek is the best Star Trek?" I just felt like you were. You had this air of like you're wrong and I'm right. No, it's how can anyone be wrong or right about an opinion? Says the man who's extremely wrong about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, As I I said on last week's pod, I did pick up the Next Generation Complete Series box set and uh, am now uh, making my way through the series uh, slowly. And uh, it's been a long time since I've watched any of the early seasons because I always skip them. And man, uh, the first season of Star Trek The Next Generation is so bad. Yes, I agree with that. It's terrible. I still like the show overall. I I adore it. It's not just my favorite Star Trek show. It's maybe my favorite show of all time. But man, man, is that it had a rough. I mean, it certainly gets uh, way better. But season one is is it is tough sledding. (laughs) Do you remember? Do you remember the episode where they basically get space drunk? Oh yeah. Oh Oh, my gosh. That's the episode where Data sleeps with Tasha Yar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's which, where we find which, out that Data weirdly is enough, fully comes functional. up later. Yeah, they 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 bring it up actually a number of times. Um, what is that? The Naked Now is that what that episode is called? That's true. Yeah, and it's I'm a, telling you, I've seen it's a sequel all of this. to my, an episode of the original from the series. original series. Yeah, from yeah. The original just series. I just don't want you to think that my opinion is at, like my Aronofsky opinion out of <laughs> ignorance. You're not just I have pulling seen out of your bum. <laughs> all of these shows, and uh, and I just have an opinion, and that's fine. But um, yeah, no, Naked Now. It is a whew, that episode is. Not great. I mean, you know, it's really such a shame because Tasha Yar is a character that I like and I think had potential and it just, you know, obviously it goes nowhere. Yeah, you know, so many of those characters that don't quite work in the first season because they haven't really figured them out yet that really emerge later on as as strong characters you think. Yeah. If the same thing had happened to Tasha Yar, that could have been really great. I mean, they tried, they sort of like gave the actress, at least they gave uh, Denise Crosby kind of her due by bringing her back. Uh, yeah, she's in one of my absolute uh, favorite episodes, Yesterday's Enterprise. And in the final episode. And in the finale, yeah, which is yeah. also uh, just a, what a what a episode of television that is. All good things. Yeah. Ugh, do yourself a favor. If you don't like Star Trek, watch the last episode. <laughs> I don't think you'll have any idea why Next Generation. or what's going on. Just watch it <laughs> on its own. <laughs> it is pretty impressive because that episode uh, ties in, you know, uh, a lot of stuff from the first of the episode. Yeah. And uh, the first episode's not that great, and it still no. it just works. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. First episode is not that great. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that needs to be discussed. We do have quite a bit of basketball, so maybe we're just going to do. Do you have, we have anything? A lot. We have a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. Do you, Do you have anything that you would like to discuss? Uh, non basketball related. Yeah. Now? Uh, not really. Yeah, you I don't, don't have so. to. Oh, oh, I I do have, but that's basketball related. Uh. Okay, I have something that is basketball-related, but we're not really going to talk about it if I don't bring it up now. Okay. Um, I was watching the Apple keynote uh, on, when was it, Tuesday? Wednesday? Yesterday? So arcy today. Oh, yeah. Okay, please. It was yesterday, and it was boring as hell. Because it's a Steve Nash was there, right? Steve Nash was there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was the only part uh, I really enjoyed. Chilling the Apple Watch. Uh, No, not chilling the Apple Watch. Chilling... A new app 
that can use the iPhone to track your shooting. Cool. It, it was actually pretty cool. It was like one of the few cool things that they showed. The uh, app was cool or just like yeah. seeing Steve Nash was cool? The app was cool, actually, but mostly it was, yeah, seeing Steve Nash. Future, very soon to be Hall of Art. Has this No, no, no. This is actually is one of the stories we're talking about. We might as well just go right into it. Steve Nash. Uh, oh, well, we'll be talking about that in our Hall of Fame segment, right? Well, <clears throat> you want to just you want to just get into it? Well, let's let's get the unfortunate news. Okay, there. okay. So, whew. you have something you want to say about this? We we uh, we discussed whether or not we even wanted to bring up the story. Um, Arik uh, has something he wants to say, uh, uh, but uh, 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 Celtic player was arrested uh, last week uh, for. Uh, he was charged with uh, kidnapping and assaults. Uh, details have come to light since then, which we've agreed we don't really want to read on the podcast because it's it's very grim and uh, uh, unpleasant. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely not going to be a professional athlete anymore, and he, he probably will go to jail. Um, but uh, yeah, Jamari Bird, for those who don't know, is uh, 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 was pretty far down the bench. Um, I'm not trying to excuse the Celtics organization, although I don't think they, they realized this was in this guy's character um, or they wouldn't have kept him around. But uh, uh, he was a pretty obscure player who didn't play all that much, but uh, this is uh, really, really shocking and uh, just awful. And, and I hope the victim in the assault uh, uh, fully recovers. Uh, what, what did you want to say about it, Ark? You actually kind of covered what I wanted to say, which is just that, uh, you know, uh, he deserves to have his um, case heard or whatever. But if the uh, the evidence seems pretty strong here, and if uh, and regardless of whether he goes to jail or not, uh, you know, could get off on a technicality. You never know with that sort of stuff. But if sure uh, it is generally agreed that what was alleged happened happened, then I just wanted to say that I think that we can have zero tolerance for this in. Yeah, this isn't the sports, NFL, and, and I think it should be, I completely agree, it should be totally yeah. zero tolerance. Yeah, he just doesn't get to play again. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's not forgivable. Yeah. That's um, what I want to say. <clears throat> I'm debating whether he's talking or not, about all this, I hope I'll get, you know, the trust back and blah, blah. It's like, no, you're done. No, if this is if this is true, and it seems like it's true, uh, there's, yeah. yeah, there's no, there's no regaining the trust, doing no. horrible things, and if, if you're... If you think we're uh, being severe here, uh, I recommend looking up uh, the story. Uh, it's really, really awful, awful stuff. It's it's yeah. really hard to imagine uh, how how one human being could do something like that to another human being. Yeah. But we know that yeah. they can. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm debating whether or not I should ask you a <laughs> a really loaded hot potato question here. I mean, you can ask. Uh <laughs> If the Kobe Bryant incident from 2004 happened today, yeah. do you think the outcome would have been different? Yes. Do you uh, think he would have been held accountable? I hope so. Yeah. Um, it's hard to know. I mean, we, we are seeing uh, more, you know, it's really interesting to look back. That is not that long ago, right? No, it's not. Um, and it is interesting to look back and think about the way that that discussion was framed then and certainly there were people then uh who were shall we say on the right side of history Mm -hmm. but um there was a lot of people saying oh she's just a 
celebrity chaser or she just you know wanted money or whatever yeah. whatever it is yeah uh and, and just kinds of a general basic idea like the the baseline assumption was that uh that, that there was something shady about her yep and uh and i think that that is maybe the one thing that is at least a little bit changed i i, I don't i don't want to it's on the one hand i want to believe that we've come a long way since then on the other hand i don't want to believe we've come that far because i know that we still have so far to go in general as a society that's very well said issues. very well said thank you but um but yeah i would at least hope that it would be i mean it was a big deal at the time certainly but it was more of like a oh my god he's gonna have to fly. i mean he was you know he's gonna have to fly to his playoff game i just feel like it would be a very different vibe and i can't let me put it this way i cannot imagine the amount of him playing uh while they were uh sorting that out i cannot imagine um the questions he got, some of them I just can't imagine happening now. And I, I just think it would be different. I don't know if it would be better, 100%, but I think it would be different. Um, yeah. And, yeah. It's funny. It's, it seems uh, like there are uh, certain realms of celebrity that are not as uh, uh, beholden to uh, Me Too. The me it hasn't too. hit everywhere yet. Yeah. I mean, if you look at you know some of the stuff that happens in the NFL, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The NFL is like the last bastion. But it's like all those traditional... The most everything at the center, right? Like all the most mm-hmm. conservative elements. Well, obviously, they'll take the longest time to to be affected. I think that we are seeing, though. I mean, this Les Moonves stuff is incredible. Yeah, um, it really is. And just the kinds of things that we just never. I mean, it just never would have happened, right? It just would not have mattered at all. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 great that it, it does. I obviously we want to be careful. You can, this stuff can go too far. Um, anything can go too far. I guess I would say, but. Um, I would say we haven't gone far enough yet, so I don't know that we're in danger of that. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Norm MacDonald disagrees with you. Norm MacDonald disagrees with me? Oh, you didn't see his uh, extremely idiotic uh, statements about uh, the, oh, the Me Too God. movement? Oh, look that up if you want to continue to oh, feel man. good Oh, man, I just, you know, his show's about to launch. I wonder if it will. Uh, it, it, as far as I know, it is. There's but, yeah, There's yeah. been a lot of backlash uh, about his statements, uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, it, this says it's still on following an apology and an explanation. Okay, good. Well, you know, expressing a sentiment, uh, is, uh, well, I, you know what? I'm just going to like, I'm just going to put this down I'm gonna put this loaded gun down. Um, I've always found him amusing, uh, but I found the stuff that he said to be really, really, uh, tone deaf and, and idiotic. And, uh, yeah, he, he looks like his apology seems pretty reasonable. Um, but you'll have to, uh, everyone will have to look at it. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. basketball. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Uh, Gordon Hayward, basically 100%. Yeah. Basically 100%. Yeah. Um, not, yeah. not exactly 100%. <laughs> very excited, uh, about that and very excited about the Celtics team. Um, just got a couple, you know, why don't we circle back around to the hall of fame discussion after we just say okay. a few quick things. First yeah, of all, because I need to look up some things anyway. Okay, did we um, did we just talk about the the Lakers signing Michael Beasley yet? No. Do you know that they did sign Michael Beasley? I think that I knew on some level of my brain, but I don't know <laughs> if I really <laughs> completely processed that. That's interesting. So That's Lance cool. Stevenson, Javale McGee, uh, Rajon Rondo. It is a weird ass team. You could almost feel like the all knucklehead team on this on one Lakers squad. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, and then 
a, a guy who doesn't really seem like he's that fond of knuckleheads. Yeah. And, yep. you know, Mr. LeBron. I, Mr. LeBron. I don't know. That's going to be, whew, man, what a weird. I mean, you know, they might as well take these kind of chances. That This season is, I think, not going to be expected to be the, I think they've sold LeBron on the idea that he will not be returning to the finals for a, you know, whatever year. They're not even really trying for that, right? That yeah. Making yeah. the playoffs well, is not even a guarantee. But I think they will make the playoffs. But I think they'll make the playoffs. Uh, I would be shocked if they made the finals. Yeah, um, me too. I would also but be shocked the if they didn't finals. make any uh, uh, roster changes over the course of the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You just collect assets right now if you're them. Do you think it's uh, inevitable that uh, uh, Anthony Davis is going to sign there with all the stuff that's going on with him? No. I hope not. Um, Certainly it could happen, though. That would be interesting. That would be that'd be a scary team. That would suddenly be a very, very formidable team. Yeah. Although uh, one guy getting older and older by the year and one guy who uh, uh, has some serious health issues. I, I wonder. You know, obviously you need a little bit more. Anyway. Ah, for a year or two, though, that would be... That would be that would be a lot of fun to watch, and I don't like the Lakers, and I don't even really like LeBron, despite all the amazing things that he's done recently. I don't really like him as an athlete, but uh, but we'll see. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Lakers, they bought out Lou Aldeng, who yeah. then signed with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. Uh, this is like if there was like a, a sports onion thing. This is like a joke headline because this is what Tom Thibodeau has been doing. Uh, he does the same thing that Doc Rivers does of just hiring people that he knew were good five years ago. Well, in this case, at least the guy played for him. That's the difference. Like, uh, I mean, Doc yeah, Rivers Doc... has a lot of his like adversaries. Tom Thibodeau has got now Derek, Derek Rose. Uh, why am I not remembering the dude's name? Uh, getting the band back together. Getting the, oh, Tosh Gibson. Lou yeah. Dang. Yeah. I mean. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, who actually is very, very good. Very, very good. But yeah, it's just like, let's get the band back together. It's so weird. And Lou Aldang was it. pretty bad last year. Um, yeah, well, he's been washed for a bit. but Yeah. Um, although, I mean, I think it, 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 it really depends on how much money you're, be, you're paying him, right? Oh, no, it doesn't. Why makes you say that? Oh man! Well, you know, he only actually played one game last year, so. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the year before, he played fifty-six games, started forty-nine, played uh, twenty-six point five minutes per game, and scored seven points with uh, five rebounds, one assist, Yeesh. and uh, one roughly one steal. Not a great uh, stat line. He yeah. hasn't actually been good since 2013-14 when he was in Chicago. Years before the Lakers even signed him? I don't know why they signed him. His last season before the Lakers in Miami, he was like 12-6. and uh, twelve and six. Oh my gosh, I forgot that he even played in Miami. I mean, he was too, in Miami for two years and he wasn't very good. So I, I just... The Hang on a second, like my dumb roommate is knocking on my door. I'm recording my podcast. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that makes the show. <laughs> I can put it in the show. You're not dumb. I was just playing to the microphone. Um, uh, Lou Aldang was on the heat, and he used to be good. And But he hasn't been good in a long time, and he, yeah. he made $17 million last year. He's made, by the way, Lou Aldang, how much money do you think he's made in his career? 
120 million dollars 136 million dollars 136 i was close 100 you were very close but like holy moly that's ridiculous so they signed him to a four-year 72 million dollar deal do you remember there was like a there was a period with the bulls where people were kind of discussing like whether or not he was like their best uh player yeah, but that point was like 2013. I know it, was it a long wasn't time even ago. true then. I'm just saying it feels like it was so long ago. Wait, what team is that? He played. He played outside of the U.S. for part of 2013-14. Is that right? Was that a lockout? What was 2013-14? Uh, I don't think that was. Maybe that was lockout year. Well, I guess that sounds about right. No, he. I don't know. That's something weird going on on the website because he's. He was an all-star that year. There's, there's no All right. Fascinating uh, uh, okay. podcasting. Our momentum is really uh, stalling. <laughs> I can't imagine he's going to be a big part of uh, the Timberwolves, uh, but I just I, no. I don't. It seems like Tom Thibodeau is either uh, overestimating uh, the, the ability that some of his former players will have to contribute, or he's just, like, giving out all these charity contracts. And either way, or it's Or he just not, don't give an F. Or he, yeah, or he doesn't care. Um, any of those three scenarios, not not really a good look. Um, and if I'm a Wolf fan, uh, I, I I would <laughs> my frustration and patience with uh, uh, Tom Thibodeau would be uh, 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 well, the frustration would be high, the patience would be almost gone. It's it's such a shame to me. I I felt like he had he said all the right things when he was uh, on that year off, and it doesn't seem like he actually learned any. You remember he was like going from team to team yeah, and talking to all these coaches, and it's like, wow, we this even guy... talked about that on this show. Yeah. Plus, when he was with the Bulls, he was amazing. Yeah. Well, minus running people into the ground, but yes. True. Well, uh, we I, I think at the time didn't know what we. I mean, some coaches were way ahead of the curve, but I think even as as recent as that was, I think people now are are totally totally. Uh, 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 understanding of the, the idea that managing minutes is hugely important, and even like shaving a minute off uh, of someone's uh, average can can have a huge impact on their sure. sustainability. And he just sure. doesn't care, and he still doesn't sure. care. It's weird. No, he doesn't care. But with the Bulls, I think like that was a slightly more. I mean, it's awful that it it uh, shortened a lot of people's careers, but I think it was also a little bit more forgivable that he did that. At this point, um, and I'm, I'm not the first person to use this analogy. A lot of people use this analogy with Tom Thibodeau, but he's basically like a climate change denier now. <laughs> it's like the science is out there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, do we want to do the thing where we're going to do Should I explain what we're going to do? Wait, hang on. I got a couple more brief basketball stories. Oh, dang. All right. Oh, Lou, all dang. We're about uh, actually, 30 minutes in. What's that? We're 30 minutes in. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying. Hey, Arik, we have to be thorough. And also, the movie that we're discussing this week probably isn't going to merit a ton of discussion. Yeah, I don't think so. That's good um, I just quickly wanted to... I got just one last thing before we'll do the no, other sure. thing. Sure, Um, Boris Diaw, uh retired. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Um, He's, what, 35? he played another year or two. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a shame. Um, I oh, think thirty six. Yeah, thirty six. Yeah, I mean that's 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 about the right age. Um, but uh, uh, you know, probably not a Hall of Famer, but still a really uh, really fun player to watch. 
I will say that he, uh, I would bet a rather large amount of money that the next time I see Boris Dio, he will weigh twice what he weighs. <laughs> yeah, he is definitely going to. Uh, he is going to like going to let himself go. Yeah, but you know, yeah. good for him. He likes food. Hey, he's a no, cultured, no shame in his game. cultured uh, person, and uh, he you know he can live whatever life he wants to live. A hundred percent agree. He's he can do whatever he wants. He's also six foot eight, so he you know he wears the uh, the weight well. It's funny because he and Manu played uh, together a lot, and they like yes. retired within like a couple weeks of each other. It's they a won new a, era. They won a ring together. They won more than one, didn't they? I believe they just won one together. Really? Did he only win one champion? Oh yeah, just twenty fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Good you don't need Wikipedia when you got my brain. Um, All we need is Herb. Dude, so I actually do remember song. one other quick thing before we Go do the it. other thing. Yeah. So Go I was watching it. the IGN video review for NBA 2K19. Sure. Um, and they have like a recreation uh, of uh, uh, NBA on TNT. Uh, as like they, they they digitize some of the people from NBA on TNT uh-huh. uh, in video segments, like between like uh, before games and at halftime, and Charles Barkley uh, doesn't participate much in the way that uh, Bill Belichick refuses to let his likeness be used in any video games, and that's mm-hmm. why the, the Pats head coach is always just some generic dude. Uh, mm-hmm. Charles Barkley does not allow his likeness to be used in video games, so they just use uh, Kenny Smith, Shaq, and Ernie Johnson. Sure. And in the video review, the IGN guy calls Kenny Smith Charles Barkley. No way. Yeah. He's like, Shaquille O'Neal, Ernie Johnson, and Charles Barkley are great, much like they are on TV. And it's like, man, that is such a horrible... (laughs) How did you let that slip through? Like, that comes off so bad. Yeah. (laughs) For one thing, that person has clearly never watched them on TV. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they they could not be more different. No, and if this presumably the person who reviewed this game played it for many many hours, oh, I mean, I I should be more charitable and and say it's an honest mistake. But man, you know IGN has had a couple of uh, uh, uh pretty public snafus recently, um, and this is just I I would just I would be more diligent if I was part of their editorial staff. It's not a good look, for sure. Not a good look. That's exactly yeah. what I said when I wrote to IGN and said, hey, you should change that. It's not a good look. Yeah, well, good job. Thanks. I'm yeah. just like one of those angry people that writes companies when I get mad. Anyway. You're um, a hero. Yeah, I, mean, I am a hero. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the Hall of Fame uh, yeah. induction, so. the class of 2018, was this past weekend. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. to everyone except for Ray Allen, the traitor. Congratulations to Ray Allen from a lifelong Sonics fan. Uh, and uh, uh, anyway, I'm just I love you. What? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm glad you said that. That makes me happy. Um, he and Paul Pierce have buried the, or he and KG and Paul Pierce have buried the hatchet. Like I don't care that Rondo and him still don't get along. I don't Rondo. really get the impression that KG and Ray have buried the hatchet. Oh no! It's is it just Paul Pierce? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, whatever. And even um, then, I think. I think that was before the biography. No, Pierce has said he's fine. They're fine. I think Pierce is... Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, Pierce is on TV now. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Any, anyway. Uh, in, in, the, uh, in conjunction with that, uh, Zach Lowe had, uh, did a podcast with, uh, with uh, 
with Beck, right? With uh, Howard Beck, Her- yeah. Howard Beck. And they, um, they went through the cases of a bunch of Hall of Fame hopefuls uh, from the Bubble last... Bubble players? Uh, well, just people whose time is coming, uh, mm-hmm. but are not. But yeah, but I guess Bubble in the sense of like, who are, people who are not, probably not first ballot, no argument, no discussion Hall of Famers, um, and had the conversation uh, with their stats available as to... Uh, whether or not they thought that they should be in the Hall of Fame. And, of course, they started with Manu Ginobili, who we talked about uh, last episode, I think? Yes. And, and they agreed that, given the totality of his career, he's a shoe Oh, for sure. But if they also discuss, which we discussed, uh, the, the hypothetical if uh, he had only ever played in the NBA. And they, I said, no-brainer, he still gets in. You said, I think it's a little bit more iffy. And they agreed with you. Yes. So um, I thought it'd be fun, though. I wrote down all the names they talked about, and I looked up all their stats, which I will tell you. And mm-hmm. I thought it would, you know, just the high-level, top-level stats. And I thought that it would be fun to uh, have our own discussion, given that we would had the one that they did, of the other players. So I have a few of them here, and we can go until we don't feel like doing this anymore. Um, but I'll just uh, I'll read a player, I'll read some stats about them, and then uh, I'll let you answer, and then, and then I can give my answer. How does that sound? Okay, that sounds great. So we're just All ripping right. off their segment, and we're not going to be nearly as good at it. Let's do it. Uh, and we know that. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Lowe, we love you. This is a tribute to you. We love you. You are our favorite. Uh, we know we're not going to be as good, and uh, hopefully we'll at least make our own points. Okay. <laughs> let's go. Okay. So first up is uh, Carmelo Anthony, who um, has uh, career averages of uh, 24 points per game, six rebounds a game, three assists per game shooting percentages uh, of uh, 44% field goal and 34% from three, a career PER if you care. I'm about surprised it's that high for three point. Sorry, I won't. Yeah, I was surprised you. actually. He's a uh, 10-time All-Star. He was the 2012-2013 scoring champion. He was on the All-Rookie team. He has been on six All-NBA teams. Uh, so my question, he's played on three teams, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and uh, in your opinion... Hall of Famer, not a Hall of Famer. So am I answering this like, like, do I think he'll make it? Or am I answering this like, do I think he should make it? Uh, why don't you do both? Uh, I think he will definitely make it. I think he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, personally, I think I would, I would hear a case that he doesn't belong there. I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's uh, unequivocal. Uh, it would be rare for someone with that many all-star appearances not to make it, yes. right? Yes. So I think that's kind of what saves him. Uh, he's all NBA appearances have ne- he's never made the first team. Um, so at no point in his career did, did anyone think he was one of the five best players in the NBA. But he's often been one of the fifteen or so. Yeah. Um, he's, he's um uh, obviously been he's a great scorer. Had very little postseason success. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's been in the conference finals once, and then I think he went to the second round once. I will say, though, that his scoring averages in the playoffs have been pretty great. Um, he, he, he's he has a not tremendous offensive player. Right. And, and he's continued to be so in the playoffs. Yeah. He's, some of the guys we we're talking about maybe were not as good in the postseason. He has not been the offensive reason why they have not succeeded in the playoffs, at least. I think we can say that. Cool. Yeah, so we both agree. Oh, I say uh, yes, I think he will get in, and I, I also think he deserves to get in. So we, we both kind of agree on, on that one, although you're a little more iffy on whether he deserves it. Yes. Okay, next one. Dwight Howard. 
He has career averages of 17 points per game and 12 rebounds. Uh, field goal percentage, 58%. Three-point three percentage, 9.5%. Um, and he says he's, he's going to start shooting them. <laughs> yeah, a per of, of 21. He's an eight-time All-Star, five-time rebounding champ, two-times block champ, eight-time All-NBA player, five-time All-Defense player, the 2405 All-Rookie team, and three-time defensive player of the year. So once again, I will say that I think he will undoubtedly get in and most likely be a first, uh, first balloter. But uh, I more so than uh, Carmelo. I, I think I think there's definitely some some arguments to be made that he doesn't belong in there. Um, so I totally disagree. I think he 100% does belong in there and obviously will get in. I mean, he's been on the first team multiple times. He's probably one of the greatest defensive players for that run he had in the history of the NBA. Right? How many he's years has he just been making players' teams worse now? I mean, he is Six. not a beloved guy, and he's not, he's not a good teammate for sure. But uh, it's not the basketball teammate Hall of Fame. I do think that has to factor in, but I mean, it just would be crazy with his I mean he's gonna I, I think I saw somewhere he's gonna end up with like over 30,000 points for his career I mean it just it, it's just not gonna happen he, he will make the, the the Hall of Fame and I think he should but I will say that he he has a weird career right I yeah mean, he was in Orlando for a long time and since he left there it has been all crazy it's been a very lopsided career and yeah. I guess I mean like Derek Rose isn't gonna get in the Hall of Fame right Derrick Rose is not going to get in the Hall of Fame, and he will be the first MVP to not get in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. Uh, so, obviously, his peak was much shorter. Yeah. And his drop-off is probably greater. But there is, to me, like a slight similarity there. Like, no. Derrick Rose was good for, like, five minutes. Like He was good Derek, for, like, three years. Derrick Rose was good for three years. Exactly. He made. He was a three-time All-Star. He made one All-NBA team. He made one NBA, MVP. He was Rookie of the Year All-Rookie team. Like that is. Those are nothing to sneeze at. That's a good. That's that's quite good. A lot of people don't get anywhere near that. But that is not Hall of Fame. I don't think he should get in the Hall of Fame. I. But I'm saying that's not comparable. I mean, this Dwight, is the difference between you and me, Eric. You're more of like a straight numbers person. That's not true. And I'm just following my heart. And my heart says. <laughs> hmm. Dwight Howard was great for, like, 10 straight years, 12 straight years. I mean, you know, he's averaged double-digit rebounds literally every year he's been in the league. Like, you know. It's just, yeah, you're right. No, he, he deserves it, and he definitely will get in. Yeah, it's pretty unassailable. I don't like him. But, getting the impression. But, I'm getting another, getting another vibe from you. Um, what's next? <laughs> uh, someone I do like a lot. Um, Mr. Big Shot himself, Chauncey Billups. <laughs> 15 points a game, uh, roughly three rebounds a game, five assists, 41-40 or 41-38 splits, five-time All-Star, one-time NBA champion, two-time All-Defense, three-time All-NBA, one-time Finals MVP. Played a long time. Yeah. You know, was uh, probably one of the better defensive point guards of his generation. Mm -hmm. Um, Led a team to a championship, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Will he be in the Hall of Fame? Should he be in the Hall of Fame? How many All-Star games did you say he made? Five. Um, it's, it's a little low. Every it is year a little from low. Six to twenty ten. I think. Um, I think he probably will get in, but I think it'll be more like one of those like Reggie Miller situations where 
maybe it won't be in the first year of eligibility. Yeah, and, I should uh, say that they have a probability here, and he has an 84.4% probability chance, according to Basketball Reference, but uh-huh. I agree, it will not be quick. Yeah, and um, but I, I personally do think he belongs in there. Yeah, I think if, if you love basketball uh, and you recognize what's great about basketball, like he he belongs in there, but it, it's not it's not a no-brainer stat-wise. He, he embodies um, so much more. Like, you know, when you can compare him to a guy like Dwight Howard, who's this petulant child who doesn't take anything seriously and doesn't really care about winning, and then you compare him to someone like Chauncey Billups, who was like, who truly accomplished some miraculous things, um, especially you know, you know, winning that finals, yeah, the way they did, and 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 the sustained greatness of that Detroit team for for a small period of time uh, surrounding that that era. I mean, he he totally belongs there, and he he you know he he was kind of a leader there, and he was just un- unbelievable. Um, I I think he belongs for sure. I totally agree. All right, so now someone else from that same team whose case is not as strong. Okay. Uh, ben Wallace, Oof. five points a game, nine rebounds, 47%, for th- 13% for th- three, so better than Dwight Howard. <laughs> um, four-time All-Star, two-time uh, rebounding champ, one-time block champ, one-time NBA champ, five-time All-Star, six-time All-Defense, four-time Defensive Player of the Year, which I believe has only been done by two people. Him uh, and Dwight? Uh, <laughs> no, but Dwight's been three times. Did I say four uh-huh. times? I think so, yeah. Oh, so maybe oh no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. I, I don't remember what you said for Dwight. No, Dwight's three times and he's four. I think the only four-timers are him and, uh, and, and Matumbo. Oh, well. Yeah, he, he definitely had a peak with Detroit. The rest, of the, the rest of his career was pretty nondescript, right? His, certainly his time with... Uh, uh, I bet you couldn't <laughs> even name every team he played for. No, definitely um, not. He, he definitely had a, a mixed career, but... Uh, and uh, the basketball reference gives his Hall of Fame probability at 45%. But, uh, so mainly you're leaning on his uh, Defensive Player of the Year awards. I mean, I think anytime you accomplish something that no one else has done or one other person has done, um, that's, that's a pretty good case. Um, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to say, like, he's, for me, it's like, it is 50-50, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he never made it, but uh, I also wouldn't be surprised if he did. As far yeah, as my, so, per- sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, please. As far as my personal belief, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, that's really a tough one. Uh, I don't even remember what they said on the low post about it. Um, I think they were pretty like no. Oh really? Um, uh, well, I think they. You know, if I remember correctly, I could be remembering correctly. Yeah, it's 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 not it's, it's not uh it's not uh a home run. Yeah, I mean Mac- can, Matumbo's uh, in the Hall here. of Fame, but he was also an eight-time All-Star. Uh so, I mean, Matumbo's just was a little bit better, you know, for certainly a better bit offensively. Yeah. Um although <laughs> the av- the career averages don't really back, back that up. 0.0% from three for Matumbo, but I bet he never <laughs> shot one. <laughs> well, so so what do you think for for Wallace? Uh, my heart says that I wish he would be in the Hall of Fame because I love Ben Wallace, but uh-huh. I, I doubt it. Um, I think it's it's unlikely. I mean, you never know. Maybe because of just because of the one stat, but um, I, I don't. If you play with a, if you play with a classic lineup in NBA 2K, uh, 
Ben Wallace is an absolute monster. He's so great. I mean, he was a beast. For, yep. for those few years, he was an absolute destroyer of worlds. Uh, continuing, we're going to go through several players from that team, but we'll, we'll move a little quicker with this one, I think. Uh, one of my all-time favorite NBA players, uh, Rashid Wallace. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14 points a game, 6 rebounds a game, uh, 46% from the floor, 33% from 3. Was not a bad 3-point shooter. 4-time All-Star, 1-time champ, all-rookie team, never made an all-NBA team, uh, never really won any awards, but you know was probably one of the uh, better power forwards of his era. Uh, he has a... Uh, 8.6% Hall of Fame chance, and I, I for me that sounds about right, but I do love Sheet. Wow, only 8 point... What did you say? 8.6%? 8. 8.6% for the Hall of Fame probability. Yeah, he's not making the Hall of Fame. Um, Doesn't he have the most technical fouls in the history of the league? He does. No one, a record that will never be broken because you can't anymore. What did I just say? If you've done something that no one else has done, I think you <laughs> belong. I, belong. <laughs> I love it. The man made $158 million. Really? Wow. Yeah. In a uh, career that you know lasted a long, long time, played for your Celtics. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, a well, great yeah. year, but not his best year. Um, yeah. I'm going to say once again, yeah, I would not at all be. I'd be surprised if he made it. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, in my personal Hall of Fame—that's the kind of guy I want oh, in there for sure. Yeah. I love Sheed. Love. Uh, uh, actually, genuinely, like a. a a great player in his way, a real character and very unique. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's the kind of person that I want enshrined and memorialized. Not again, not someone like Dwight, Dwight Howard. Yeah. And Howard. Yeah. I mean, I agree. A uh, final player from those uh, Pistons team, Rip Hamilton, uh, uh, 17 points, three rebounds, 44% from the field, 34% from three, three time all-star one time champ. I think we both agree that Rip Hamilton is not making the hall of fame, right? No. Yeah. no, 1.8% chance, says Basketball Reference. That's too bad. He was great. He was fun to watch. He had a mask, whatever, whatever. He was when was really his last season? Team. It wasn't that long ago, right? 2012-2013 with Chicago. Jeez. Yeah. Not that long ago. Five, what is that, five years ago? Yeah. Uh, okay, moving right along. Joe Johnson. How many of these are there? There's six more, but we don't have to do all of them. Uh, We'll, we'll just be quick. Don't even read the stats unless you really want to. All right, I'll read just the top-level stats. Joe Johnson, seven-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA, made the rookie team. What do you think for Joe Johnson? He will make it, and I think he probably should. So he has a 50% chance on on, um, basketball reference, but I think he's going to play for a few more years, and yeah, I think he'll probably make it. Uh, I think he's borderline. Like I don't know if he should. I, I like Joe Johnson, but I don't know. He was good but never great. I don't know. Uh, Chris Weber, uh, 20 points, nine rebounds or 10 rebounds, almost uh, five time all-star one time rebounding champ, all rookie team, five time all NBA rookie of the year. I got to imagine that his percentage is like really high. 14.6%. Really? Yeah. His stats are just not that great. He had a very brief peak, right? It was kind of like a Derrick Rose scenario. Hmm. Well, you know, it's better than Derrick cause he did. He was above 20 points per game for like 12 years. <laughs> which actually <laughs> kind of confounds my peak comment. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that I don't think he's going to make it, but he probably should. Maybe. Um, I know Zach Lowe really believes that he should. I think when you put the college stuff in there. Ah, that's right. We're only looking at. Yeah. If you include college, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. For especially sure. not again. The, uh, the, uh, 
cultural legacy of the Fab Five and and how that kind of sort of changed the culture of basketball. I I I definitely think he kind of like I think he he's the most iconic of those players. He's really the only one that has a chance of making the Hall of Fame. Like I I would put him in there. He's currently ranked one spot above Damian Lillard for Hall of Fame uh, potential. <laughs> uh, Amari Stoudemire. Um, uh, no. Six-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, Rookie of the Year, All-Rookie, but I agree. No. Five-time All-NBA, wow. Yeah, surprising, right? Yeah. Uh, his percentage chance is apparently 72%, so there you go. None of this makes any sense. Nothing makes any sense for me. Yeah. I guess uh, like he was just like unbelievable before. before at at the his injuries. peak, he was yeah. before the knee injuries. He was pretty incredible. Uh, Sean Marion, four-time All-Star, one-time champion, two-time All-NBA, All-Rookie. Uh, I would say no. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he is like less of a case than Amari. Um, yeah, I do like Sean Marion a lot, though. But then yeah. again, like you know, uh, to go beyond the numbers, like you know, Amari was just this like crazy, athletic, dominant. Yeah. Uh, uh, power forward like Sean Marion was a guy who was like ahead of his time and to me sure. that, that has value and again yeah, if I'm talking sure. about my personal criteria like I, I I would be more likely to include him than um, uh, uh, a guy like Amare uh, that's interesting I would need to think about that alright two more quickly LaMarcus Aldridge six time all star five time all NBA all rookie will probably score 30,000 points in his career I'm going to say it's borderline again for me, personally. No. Not, I don't really see, unless he like has has a pretty strong finish to his career, I don't really see Yeah, I think you would it. need a stat pad in the end, right? Yeah. And finally, what's, what's uh, Andre... The, uh, what's the, uh, the percentage they get oh, there? Oh, it's like tw- 27%. Were you going to say Andre Iguodala? Andre Iguodala, one-time All-Star, three-time champ, two-time All-Defensive, All-Rookie, uh, Finals MVP, will probably win at least one more title. Uh, current percentage chance is 6%, and that sounds about right to me. Huh. How many time All-Star? Uh, one. Oh, wow. Um, I remember that. Um, yeah, I guess, like, uh, I guess I would be a little surprised if he made it, but at the same time, he's... He's such a core part of this, like, you know, this, this dynasty, you know. Um, yeah, but is he better than Robert Dory? No. Yeah. Uh, Seven-time no. champ, not in the Hall of Fame. Cool. Well, that was fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Thank you. And we just have one thing left this week, right? I wish, I wish it had been our idea. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, get, we'll come up with the next great idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, you made far, me watch. How far in this? I didn't make you watch. You made Ugh. me watch. I was just trying to pick something that I thought would be fun to discuss. We're about 55 minutes into this podcast. Let's, so let's, let's, it'll take us home. Let's have a nice five-minute discussion. We're going to have to talk about it a little bit longer than five minutes, but we'll try to keep it <laughs> quick. Well, why don't um, you tell the people what we're talking about? So for the summer, because we don't have much to discuss, which is uh, less and less becoming the case as the season comes closer uh, especially with our poaching segments from other podcasts um <laughs> homage, homage. <laughs> so we uh i have been watching basketball movies so that we could talk about them on the podcast because we thought it would be a fun idea and instead we keep uh choosing these terrible movies that we don't enjoy 
Uh, are there any exceptions. good basketball movies? I don't know that there are. There's one, and we're going to watch it eventually. Hey, hey, uh, uh, don't forget Above the Rim and Uncle Drew. Oh, you're right. There are a few, but there's a lot of bad ones. Um, uh, yes, and we watched one this week. So we watched. Oh, my God. The other thing is all these movies have been from the 90s with a few exceptions. <laughs> um, they've all had the same plot, too. Have you noticed that? Yeah, like a well, they've all had they've all have the same character, the star player who plays too selfishly. Yeah, and, and learns then, to pass and suddenly in 1 second everything turns around. Yeah, and I don't think I think this film is like the most egregious example of just how unearned and ridiculous it is when he just makes that decision and everything works out. Um Literally everything, everyone loves him. But the movie we're talking about is called Celtic Pride. Uh, it came out. Did I already say that? No. Okay, good. It's called Celtic Pride. Came out in 1996. Uh, directed by Tom DeSerchio, who uh, did no other feature films in his entire career. He written uh, by Judd Apatow. We'll get. We'll, we'll get. We'll get to that. This Sorry, guy. I'm just... This guy's uh, filmography. So he got fired from uh, Ace Ventura when Nature's Calls. Wow. Um, but then he did uh, a few short films, and he directed a segment uh, in an anthology series about uh, youth gay experiences. Well, um, I will say I don't think the problem with this movie was the direction. Really? Because I thought the direction was horrible. Um, Everything was horrible. I just don't think that was the biggest problem. <laughs> okay. Um, the uh, Yeah, it was co-written by uh, Judd Apatow and... Uh, uh, Colin Quinn. Yeah, the famous comedian Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn. Uh, both SNL alumni. And it starred uh, two former SNL uh, cast members and uh, Home Alone's Daniel Stern. Uh, it sure did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, for, yeah, so this, for people who don't know this film, and it was uh, very unsuccessful. And it's uh, has kind of no cultural legacy because it's not really bad enough to be memorable, and it's certainly not good. Um, and those sort of curious things about it, like its writer or uh, a few people that happen to be in it, are like really of no consequence because it's it's just like it's just a bad movie. Um, but it's about these two uh, really hardcore Celtics fans, uh, played by we'll Daniel Stern and uh, Martin. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> Daniel Stern uh, from Home Alone and Leviathan. Um, and uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, who everyone knows. The the Mr. Ghostbuster himself, Dan Aykroyd, uh, kidnapped uh, Damon Waynes uh, for you young people. Damon Waynes is uh, an older Waynes who used to be... Uh, he he had he had a reign of like fifteen years where he was the most famous Waynes, um, and that was I guess kind of a long time ago. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, Damon Waynes plays a uh, basketball player for a uh, for the Utah Jazz who are facing the Celtics in the finals in 1996, which was so impossible because the Celtics were awful throughout the 90s. Plausible for the Jazz. Um, anyway. Uh, they kind of sort of accidentally kidnap him. And that's basically the plot of the movie because they want to win the finals and they want, so they kidnap the star player. Uh, it's like this, 
Oh, you'd like to do like an opening statement, right? Uh, sure. Did you like this movie, Art? No. Cool. <laughs> opening <laughs> statement, done. <laughs> this movie is awful. The, uh, the, uh, it's, it feels so much like a, it was, so this came out the same year as the Robert De Niro, De Niro movie, The Fan, which yeah. is similar. Also came out the same year as The Great White Hope, or Great White Hype, I mean, the oh. Damon Wayans boxing movie. I never saw that one. Oh, That's I enjoyed that, although it's also not very good. <laughs> um, This film is like really struggles to be a comedy because there's so much subtextually that's disturbing. The whole thing's very disturbing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all three characters are extremely unlikable. The two fans, uh, there, there's like really no redeeming characteristics in all these people. So you're watching this movie and you kind of don't really know what you want. And then they're obviously like, I know it's a comedy and you have to kind of suspend your disbelief and, and accept that like characters will behave in a certain way just so that a plot can happen. But uh, these characters still come off as being like severely damaged people um, in so many ways. Uh, <clears throat> there are some fun cameos like, uh, a really young Jeffrey Ross is in it for like four yeah. seconds. Yeah. Uh, that was pers- a surprise. I was like, Oh, Hey, yeah, that was before he, you know, he said he, he used to not be like the, the king of sting that he is like now. So he, yeah. that was back when he was kind of just like a, a more sincere and endearing, uh, a comedian. So it was kind of funny to, to see that Jeffrey Ross had almost forgot that he ever existed. Yeah. Um, the uh, Boston accents in this film are just atrocious. Horrific. I mean, they, they're not, they come and go. Willy well, mercifully, really. like Daniel Stern doesn't even really attempt one. Every once in a while, and it's awful. Yeah, but Dan Aykroyd really throws himself into it. And it's, and it's also awful. It's terrible. It's so bad. You know what this kind of feels like? It feels like if someone did a film adaptation of that SNL sketch, The Superfans... Okay. And just completely just, like, screwed it up. It feels like a really, really bad extended version of, like, that super fans skit. There's really nothing redeeming about this movie. Like, there's almost no moment that I enjoyed. Like, it is, it's, it's, uh, it's not long. I mean, it's, it's 90 minutes, which is great, but it's. It, it feels long. It's boring. It, you know what? There There are, like, three moments. I kind of, like... Uh, Larry Bird showing up. The Larry Bird cameo is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, I kind of enjoy... That might actually be the only moment of this movie that I like. It's, uh, it's just... It's I can't believe you... There's one genuinely hilarious thing in this movie. Which one? Uh, when they... The, the commercial, the Oscar Mayer commercial that Damon oh. Wayans is in. Yes. So when like, they're betting him that one of his commercials is going to show up and then it does. Yeah. It is actually funny. Yeah, and the commercial okay. is him. It's just so plausible as like a, a, yes. like a bad commercial. Yes. And it's him playing a cartoon hot dog one-on-one, and the winner gets a Oscar Mayer wiener. And it's, <laughs> it genuinely made me laugh. 
But like everything, like how did the Jazz make it to the finals when one guy is the only one who's doing literally anything on their team? How are do they suddenly learn how to play together with one second when he decides <laughs> he's going to pass? How do this? How are the Celtics any good? Like none of it makes any any sense why does the wife keep like threatening to leave and then when she finds out her husband her husband has literally kidnapped someone is more into staying with him like it's just like everything about this that happens that's the thing in this movie but the thing is she's like she when she finds out she storms away and she says i'm gonna call the cops doesn't she doesn't and then she for him yeah yeah just they never talk again she just roots for him it's so like, interesting. Like Judd Apatow is considered like one of the the most uh, accomplished. He had a string of serious successes. Yeah, and he's considered he it's he's considered to be like first and foremost like a really great writer, right? Yeah, yeah, oh um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and this is just like this is just so poorly conceived on so many so many levels. Yeah, um, everything about it is bad. The basketball is terrible. There are like literally that shots. Is terrible. Yeah. Where like Damon Waynes will go and do a layup and it's clearly going to miss and then they'll cut it and show like the ball going in. Like they do stuff like that <laughs> all the time. It's like. At least he's 6'2. Like that helps. Is he 6'2? He is, yeah. But yeah, uh, no. And no, no one on the team looks like they play basketball. No one on either team. At least a lot of them are tall. Um, yeah. There's some stuff that's like borderline. Uh, offensive or should i just say like overtly offensive like yeah yeah this is definitely you know we usually talk about how 80s movies don't uh age well but uh this this is 96 which sure it's 22 years ago but the 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 handlings of like the racial stuff in this movie and the way they play like race for comedy is just like so ineptly done and not funny um there's an eastern european character on the jazz yeah and there's a running joke with him that he kind of speaks in a, <clears throat> a in, what in, would be considered sort of like like a black dialect, like like he listens to a bunch of like hip hop, and he talks like that's just the way he talks. But he's got a thick uh, European accent, Croatian, he, yeah, Croatian. Sorry, um, and he's just it's just like not funny, and it's like kind of frankly like pretty offensive, like. I feel like that kind of joke has been done in other stuff more tactfully, and I can't think of a specific example. It just it just does not work here. Um, yeah, at least the actor is actually from Yugoslavia and uh, Serbia, as it turns out, and is seven feet tall. But he's he was seven not, feet tall. Yeah, according to his IMDb page. That's interesting because he was supposed to be the backup for Damon Wayans. Yeah, nothing in the movie makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting. You know, they try to sort of capture these like. Uh, intense uh, fans Um, and there's no there's no attempt if there was a Celtic scene that was in the finals uh, and and you were spending as much time with these characters as you do in the film both at the game and uh, in their personal lives you would hear so much about the stars of the team oh yeah that's what like people care about and and they're all wearing like Larry Bird jerseys in the stands, and there's no mention of any of the stars of the team. They just they refer to them as like the Celts and our boys in green. And there's it's just so like they literally never show a single person's name on a jersey. That's not true, but 
It they is minus, true. Except for except for the I'm saying from the Celtics, they never show anyone's name. That's not true. When you see them playing, you can see names on the jerseys. No, they're always cutting. I paid a lot of attention. I mean, if you look hard enough, but it it, it is never like showing their name. Like it cuts. It's never like it's, it's never emphasizing it or drawing attention to it. But you do see names on jerseys. It cuts so quickly that I had trouble reading them. I'll put it that way. I'll bet you a thousand dollars that you could read a name. I believe you could read a name. I'm saying okay. it does not. It just I was in, in. I was agreeing with your point that they do not focus on the the Celtic players as characters. You know, let's not let this movie tear us apart. It, it is tearing us apart because it's so bad. That's the power this movie has. It's so bad. They're like, there's not. It's not so bad. It's like I. I think it's worse than Eddie. I disagree. I still I, enjoyed watching were, it more than Eddie. At least Woody Gold, Whoopi Goldberg had funny moments in Eddie. Not many. I liked it more than Teen Wolf, too. Sorry. Uh, you liked this more than Teen Wolf? I did, yeah. This is this is because you're actually one of the guys in the movie. This is like Celtics <laughs> carrying you through. It was so awful. It was boring. It was not funny. It was definitely offensive. It was pointless. It it There was no likable character. No one learned anything. Like... Nothing, you know. The, the, the end makes it to be very clear. A team player. No, he didn't. He just won a championship. That's all. By like, playing, like a by for one game. You think team. he's going to do that in the next game? Absolutely. No. And yeah, either way, I, neither I, of our main characters learn anything. I agree right? with you that this is a very bad film. I just, yeah. I just personally found it slightly more watchable than Teen Wolf, which was really hard for me to get through. I mean, you have no nostalgia for Teen Wolf. I can't put myself in your position. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this movie is so awful. I think that's just where we should stay. This movie is awful. No one should watch this movie. There's one other funny line. Which one? When uh, So, at the beginning of the film, uh, Daniel Stern's wife uh, tells him that she's leaving him. Yeah, and then he's talking to his son, and his son says something like, "What's wrong, oh, Dad?" Yeah, that he's was like, kind of "Oh, funny. <clears throat> he's like, sports used to mean something in this world." Uh, I forget exactly what he says. There used to be a time where where people cared about what happened in sports, and and uh, and there was a dignity and nobility and blah 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 blah. And he's like, "By the way, uh, your mom and I are getting divorced. I'll see you after school." <laughs> <laughs> that was actually funny. That was funny. You're right. Uh, also, when the mom told him that that you know football season was coming up, so probably wasn't going to be seeing her on Sundays. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe in February. That was also kind of funny. Like there were a couple very brief, very small moments, but man, I I just kept looking at the time on this. Like how how am I going <laughs> to get through this? Like this is so awful. Like awful, uninteresting, offensive, dislikable, not funny. Real bad. Just yeah, bad. and then again, I know it's just a movie, but there's so much stuff in it that just like makes no sense. Yeah. Like they have basically have courtside seats. Yeah, and, somehow, even though they have no money. Yeah, even though like Dan Aykroyd can't pay his rent. <laughs> yeah. Um there are some like some of like the references to Boston sports are, are like pretty well done, but it's almost like too on the nose. Like people I guess people their age in 96 would have still been preoccupied with, like, uh, Bill Buckner, but uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a scene where they're all pretending to be drunk. That's horrible. Um, the fake drunk acting is, like, some of the worst fake drunk acting I've ever seen. Awful. Yeah, truly awful. 
And Dan Aykroyd's not a bad actor. I don't know. You know, I think the worst part of this movie, honestly, is that it could be a good movie. Like, the plot concept uh-huh. is, isn't awful. Yeah, I, I think if they had... If they had... If this had been just written by someone that knew what they were doing a little bit better, uh, and maybe if the director was a little bit better, this this could have worked. I did yeah, kind of think it was the plot. It was kind of interesting. So at the end of the movie, like Damon Wayne's escapes, and they as he's like kind of like walking away, they say, "Are you going to turn us into the cops?" And he says, uh, "Only if I if I lose tonight." I'm going to go to the cops, which means you have to root for me to win. Right. Um, and I thought like, wow, that was kind of like, that's the, pretty much was the only interesting thing that happened in the film. And then of course it just is the execution from then on is pretty terrible, but I, like stuff like that. It's like, yeah. And in very broad strokes, like there could be like a, a watchable movie here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot of other notes. Like, they're all just kind of like, wow, this is bad. This is kind of like, this is sort of represents, like, when Dan Aykroyd was just, like, no longer... I mean, this is maybe his, like, last, like, big starring comedic role. Is this the film that just, like, was the final nail in the coffin of his career? Wait, for who? Dan Aykroyd? Starring role. Because he's been in other movies. I'm aware that he's acted since then. I'm saying I, I when I think of him, I think of him as being sort of a very strong supporting role in a bunch of movies, like Loser, which I enjoy. Wait, was he even in? Yeah, like Loser, where he plays the dead. I never saw it. I like yeah, but that's it. yeah, that's kind of what movie, but. that's kind of what he did after that. I'm saying like you know like a few years before that he was still. Yeah, he had a moment, and the moment passed. For sure. didn't he get nominated for an Oscar in something? Uh, yes, he did. What was it for? Or Driving Miss Daisy. Uh, Which I do not remember him being in Driving Miss Daisy. I've never seen that movie. uh, I have seen it, but I was quite young, and I don't remember him being in it. You know, like, leading up to that, you had Coneheads, obviously a bomb, but he starred in it. Exit to Eden, bomb, but he starred in it. Uh, Oh, God, Exit to Eden. That's kind of it, huh? Like, I guess... That is a bad... You've seen that movie, right? Uh, that's the one with Rosie O'Donnell, right? Yeah, yeah, I've it is awful. Probably seen it in my youth. It is awful. This is really the first, or sorry, this is really kind of like the last movie that he's like the c- a comic co lead in. After that, it's just all supporting actor. Yeah, yeah. This killed his career. It's a terrible movie. It should have killed his career. It was. It's awful. Wow. Do you think he knew when he was making like like this is it? No, I see. That's the thing. I don't think when people are making bad movies, they know that's what that's what they're doing. I I bet they sometimes do. Sometimes, but I think you know, I, I have a former coworker friend who who was in the animation industry, and he was explaining to me one time. He's like, you know, you just work for years and years on something, and then and then it comes out, and what you made was uh, Mars Needs Moms, <laughs> and it took just as much time to make that as it did to make Toy Story Two or whatever. Yeah. Fair enough. Um... Kind of like for uh, Daniel Stern too. Like he had a in ninety so ninety four City Slickers two. Big movie, ninety five starring vehicle bushwhacked, complete bomb. Do you remember that movie? Uh, bushwhacked, yes, yeah. I do. 
Oh, yeah, I, I remember you actually told me that you love that movie and you think it's hilarious. Um, I definitely did not say that, <laughs> but I do remember that the movie exists. Uh, then the next year, Celtic Pride. Then he's not in anything yeah. for two more years, and then it's just like a whole bunch of like cameos and stuff. Yeah, again, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> this movie's like a career killer, dude. Yeah, yeah, except Wait. for Damon Wayans. Well, what did Damon Wayans do after 96? Uh, Damon Great White Hype was the same Great year. Great White Hype is the same year. Bulletproof, Bulletproof is the same year. Bamboozled in 2000. Marcy X in 2003. He was a, the co-star of Marcy X. Okay, so not quite as... Uh, not but quite it did take, it did take him like 20 years. Yeah. Now he's in uh, the Lethal Weapon TV show. Or 10 years. Uh, yeah. Yes, he is. He, wow, he plays Murtaugh. Uh, yeah. yeah, isn't that kind of depressing to think of Damon Wayans playing like the, the guy who's too old for this... Uh, yes, word. although Damon Wayans is 58 years old, so... He's 58? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> feel Want to feel old? I was 58 when we started this podcast, so... <laughs> Man, he was 36 when he made, uh... When he made, uh... Celtic Pride. Yeah, he was the same age that... He was th- He was 36 in 1980... Oh, he started his career in 1981. Wow. The same year you and I were born. Don't say it. It's true though, yeah. It is he true. was in. Um, oh man, he had a career though. He had a good career. Uh, really? Damon Wayans, he had a great career. I guess he's in a few good movies. No, I'm not saying movies. he's like a. I'm saying he made a lot of money. He was in a bunch of stuff. He's well known. He's well liked. You know, he had a good career. I'm not saying he was like a Hall of Fame actor in the fake Hall of Fame that doesn't exist. I guess he was. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Classic. I will say he very inappropriately defended Bill Cosby, but... I did not hear that. You don't want to hear it. You can read it if you want on his Wikipedia page, but it's not good. I'm sure it's going to upset me, and I might just skip it. Um, Yeah, so that's uh, Celtic Pride. It's really bad. Don't watch it. Um, No, really. Yeah, don't watch it. It's awful. What what should we watch next? Oh, I don't know if I can stomach the movie I was going to make you watch. Um... What what's left in the queue? Um well we don't you know training camp camp starts in like a week and a half. So maybe That's we should saying. we could watch semi pro. Semi pro? Yeah, I've I've only ever seen that once. I could watch that. That's the yeah. I've only we could watch um we could watch uh Hoop Dreams. Yeah, I mean that's that's a commitment, but yeah. I will do it. I do love that movie. But I'm almost thinking, like, do we want to? Do we want to jump to White Man Can't Jump? Yeah. Well, should we do Major League and then do White Man oh, Can't Jump? Oh, yeah. Let's watch Major League. I'm so then, in the mood for Major League. Yes, it's a great film. Because then we're oh. probably we're probably not going to have that many more episodes where we'll have. To, I mean, we barely had time to talk about a movie today. That's true. Let's let's do Major League. Okay. So we're yeah. end gaming this. We're in, we're moving into the end game, people. It's real. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, uh, I am sorry. I thought that movie would be a little bit more pleasant to watch. Um, it was actually a gift from my brother for our birthday a couple years ago. Uh, I only it's ever watched it once. Gift. Yeah, I only ever watched it once at a bar without the sound on, and it seemed fine. And boy, oh boy, it would be better without fine. sound. Yeah, it would be better without <laughs> sound or video. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so true. Uh, cool. Well, Arik, uh, always great to talk to you. You as well, my friend. Uh, I hope that you have a great week, and I will uh, talk to you later. Thanks, dude.